What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, Wealth Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. I get in the car, I'm driving down the road going south and never fails, Joey, on the interstate, I come to a dead stop. Okay. Does that piss you off? Always. Now, what do you think is the major frustration point? Because we've all experienced it. I, I really, I really want to get to the heart of this because I think it has something to do with our, our episode today. Okay. What do you mean? What's at the heart of this? Like when you're stopped on the interstate and let's not say that there's a wreck where someone has been injured and is hurt. Right. Cause I think that's selfish on our part to think about that. Sure. Let's just assume it's bad planning by the department of transportation. Right. <laughs> there's six guys up there. One's working five's watching. They decided to fix a pothole on the middle of a Friday afternoon before everybody said nut down. Yeah. What do you think, though, is the biggest frustration that you have? Well, you're not being able to get where you want to go okay, as, as fast as you plan. As fast as you plan, right? Because when you left the house heading to your destination, you had a goal in mind of when you were going to arrive. Agreed. Even the maps thing tells you ETA, right, when you're going to arrive. So you're like, oh, that's my expectation. Right. And so then when you get stopped on an interstate, what ended up happening? It just keeps moving out <laughs> further and further. And you're like, when's it going to stop? The longer it keeps <laughs> getting longer and longer and longer. Right now, apply that concept to someone who's listening to this right now, who has an expectation in their, in their head of when they're going to be financially free. Right now, it may not be they've actually ever done the math, but they've come up with an expectation, right? I'm working hard. I'm saving money. I'm doing everything the world's telling me to do. I think I'm going to be able to retire at 50. I'm going to be able to retire at 65, whatever their time frame is. Right. And then they go do our retirement calculator. Well, well. what does it end up telling them? They were way off. More times than not, the actual ETA is is really really extended their expected time of arrival is way late yes and, and isn't that really the frustration point that we would have when it comes to finance so today's episode we're talking about is there a way to accurately project when would i be financially free and is there a way to do it that i don't have to follow wall street's three four percent rule Exactly. And is there an expectation that is way before Wall Street's that would even potentially, once you know it, empower you to make even it happen faster? Right. And now here's the beauty, right? Think about now the these apps, like I use Waze as the GPS app. And when, you, when you're running down the street and you're watching, not only does it tell you when the cops are coming, right? <laughs> you can start slowing down, which I need to, but also at the same time, what does it tell you when there is an accident, what you can do differently? Yeah, it, it redirects you, reroute. 
gives you an alternate route. Yeah. Isn't that what our whole company is about? It's giving you mm. an alternate route to, to financial get freedom? there faster. Absolutely. All right. If you're interested in this episode, let's belly up. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now, here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You now are a part of our Freedom Roundtable. Joey, not only just any freedom, but the Financial Freedom Roundtable. And we get a chance every single week to discuss topics that can help you get closer to your ultimate destination. I am Russ, the Idea Guy Morgan. I'm sitting around a table with some of the best coaches in our nation. To my right, my partner, the man I like to refer to as the Italian stallion, and he's got the license plate to prove it, Mr. Joey Murray. Hey, hey. Joey, today we're going to ask a question. Can I project when I can become financially free? This is about to blow people's minds. Why do you think this one topic is so important for us to discuss today? Because once people have a vision of what's possible, it makes so much more confidence and safety in the process. Okay. All right. People can take action. To your right, we got the financial mind, the genius, the man I like to refer to as the Indiana Jones of finance, Mr. Downtown, Ernie Brown. How are you today, Ernie? I'm great. I, I am more excited about this roundtable than many in the past. I think this is about to be amazing. It is going to be amazing. And I want to jump into this. But before we do, let's go across the table to our resident pilot, the man who can get you home safely. Mark Haraguchi. How are you today, Mark? I'm doing good, guys. This yeah, this this one hits close to home because you know, if if you if you fly an airplane, you have a flight plan that tells you when you're gonna get to the destination and how much you're gonna have when you get there. So I think that's just, you know, just tee it up and let's go. So Joey, you were telling me you were recently on vacation and you were in an elevator, I think, and you had a conversation with someone that made today's topic kind of relevant. You want to share it? Well, this this to me is the the basic why behind why we're even covering this. Okay. I'm sitting there in the elevator. We're about to check out and to leave. And I'm in there with a total stranger. And this guy's got his whole life on his travel cart, you know, trying to get out. <laughs> I mean, this thing is packed to the brim. He's got floaties hanging off of it. And you know, a suitcase and underwear hanging out at one point. And he just, <laughs> and at some point in here, like you guys are trying to decide, are we going to talk in this elevator? Yeah, no, you got elevator etiquette, <laughs> elevator rules, right? Like, oh, he has to stand in that corner. I stand in this corner. When the third person comes in, we shift, right? <laughs> but at this point, I'm just like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to really, you know, start a banter up here. But he just, uh, uh, in and of himself, he just looks exhausted, by the way. He just looks like beat down. And he's like, yeah, they're, they're never long enough. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And he <laughs> You're said, thinking like the cart, the elevator. Yeah, exactly. I'm, at this point, it should have been the cart because the thing was just overflowing. <laughs> he says, yeah, vacation, man. I got to go back to work tomorrow. 
I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. And and for the reason, I mean, this is a very common thing for people to feel on vacation. I wasn't feeling that because I love what we do and I wasn't probably going back to work the next day. I mean, you know that I don't work here very much, but he's, he was verbally telling me what was going on inside. And it was that angst. It was that I have to go and clock in somewhere tomorrow that I really don't want to be at. And that is, that's why we are talking about financial freedom. That internal just pain. I was sitting there spending some time with some family. As you know, I went down to my dad's funeral and uh, just sitting there talking with some family members. And one of my older cousins, you know, he's in his probably late fifties at this point. And he had, he'd recently be, became financially free. He no longer has to go to his job. And he was talking to me. He said, I was like, well, how's that feel, man? And he was like, you know, it's, it's odd. He said for probably like the first six months, it, Wednesday or Thursday would start coming around. I start getting this pit in my stomach and I'm thinking what my brain went to is like, Oh, like you're missing work. You're missing being able to be in something. Cause that's the way I think. Right. And he's like, I started getting this angst, like, Oh, I gotta start preparing for Monday. I'm like, Monday, what do you mean? He goes, well, cause you know, Monday is when I go back to work. I mean, He's like, because my brain was thinking, I've just been on vacation and I'm starting to feel <laughs> this anxiety of having to go back to work on Monday. And then I would have to remind myself, wait a sec, you don't have to go back to work on Monday. Gosh, it was so deeply ingrained. It really is. Sometimes for, for those of us who don't get a chance to work in a job that we just love so much, it is. And I, I think that while today's topic is so important, as you said, Mark, it allows us to lay out a flight plan a game plan for how do we project what our future would look like with some certainty, because we've created a retirement calculator inside our community. You can go in there, you can put what your income is, how much you're saving annually, how much assets do you have? And it will tell you what wall street says when you can retire. And I'm going to let you in on the hint. It's 3% of whatever amount of money that you have in the future. That's what you can retire on. So when, if you have $100,000 of income, then you need $3.3 million in an account. Well, basically, the calculator is trying to determine how long it's going to take you to get there based upon your current age. That's, that's it's a lifetime. That is sad, right? And I think what people are asking us today, Ernie, is there a way to project when you can become financially free outside of that retirement calculator that Wall Street uses? Right. Well, if there was, if hypothetically you could, based upon some activities going on in this plan, find a date in the future and know it and know that it's relatively soon, <laughs> that would be pretty exciting, I would think. Amazingly exciting. You would start anticipating that time. Mm. You would be thinking, this is how many more weeks I need to be doing this Monday to Friday thing or this Monday to, to Saturday thing that you're doing right now before things can change. And if you had that time period that you are anticipating, wouldn't your mind naturally start thinking about ways about how you could potentially move that date a little bit closer to you? Well, I mean, I gave that example inside of our, one of our, our courses, our Pathfinder course. I was, I was sharing um, a story, a personal story I had with trying to complete college. It was, it was a, lot, a lot of work going into that, right? <laughs> and, and, and there was someone that, sat down and shared with me exactly the steps I could take 
to get me out within 12 months. And like, I, I was super excited. I was ready to charge as hard as I possibly could. Mark, what's your take on this? Is there a way to project when someone be could become financially free? Yes. <laughs> Man of so many words. Mm, mm. <laughs> Wise. Wise. You, you want to expound upon that? Well, yeah, absolutely. There, there, there is a, a way that, that you could take a look at what you're doing right now or what you would like to do, what you could do, and see what you could achieve. I, I really think, let's go back to that, that flight plan analogy, right? When you hop on an airplane, the, the, the pilots, the dispatcher, that airline, they've looked at, hey, if you want to get from, say, Portland to Honolulu, okay, here's what, here's what we, we, we see the winds as right now. Here's what we see your weight is. Here's, you know, all these factors that go in. So they give you a plan and they're going to build some buffer in. There's also going to be things that change along the way with a reasonable amount of certainty, you know, you're going to get to the other side, right? Otherwise there's no way people would hop on the airplane and be like, well, let's roll the dice. Let's see if it works this time. You right. know, there, there has to be a reasonable amount of certainty and is it going to be perfect? Is it going to be spot on? Are you going to touch down to the minute to the second? Eh, maybe, but more than likely you're going to be in the ballpark. And so are you okay with getting that ballpark? If, if we tell you we're, you know, you, you can get to destination at, you know, five o'clock, are you okay within five, 10 minutes of that? Is, is, is that really going to make or break how, how, how your life goes on from that moment? So when we're taking a look at your, your path towards financial freedom, there's going to be things that shift. There's going to be things that change, but there's also going to be opportunities where, I don't know about you guys, but if you've ever been on an airplane and you land 15, 20, 30 minutes early, you know, that wasn't magic. That was the events around you leading to you coming out ahead on that one. And that's, these are the opportunities you're also going to have in a plan that we can help build with you that, Hey, if, if certain things go your way, if you get some better deals along the way, if you get some better efficiencies within your system, which we can help show you, well, then you can just do that much better. I just read this comment. It was so drawing joy. I wanted to share it. I realized that my time is not really mine. It's my company's. Now I have to stop negotiating my time for money and I need to start working to become financially free. That's exactly how I felt when my daughter Adler asked me on the way to school, dad, can you pick me up from school today? And I had to say, no, baby, I have to go to work. That's where I drew the line. In order for you to be clear on the things you need to do and stop doing and to know who you need to become so that you can stop trading time for money. Join us right now at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport. Now let's get back to this episode. So let's talk about the how part here, Mark. Give me an example of how someone, you, you talked about assumptions of, it, of what would have to happen, right? It's not necessarily perfect, right? Because we don't live inside of a vacuum, right? We have to travel through an environment. Nelson Nash would talk about this in, in his seminars often, right? Like if you were flying a plane, you don't fly a plane through a vacuum like you were just given an example of. You have to fly it through an environment. No different with our lives. Our, we, we have things that we're going to experience that we can't write down on paper. But we're making assumptions where we have to put inputs in. How does that look for someone? So I just had a call with uh, one of our clients the other day and we were going through this exact thing. We went through a calculator, his path, he wanted to do long-term rentals. And I said, great, well, we're gonna have to make a few assumptions. 
So you need to tell me, all right, what do you believe the average purchase price of a long-term rental is for you? So let, let's put it into the calculator, all right? Do you agree that it's probably safe to say that a 20% down payment is about where we're gonna to need to acquire that property? Okay, so we're starting to make some assumptions. The rent, well, let's go with the 1% rule. So we've gotta have some leeway to put some assumptions in, but I think it's like anything, if we understand what those assumptions are, we know where they could be more beneficial, we know where we could get some drag because not every property is going to be uh, a 20% down 1%, right? Sometimes it's going to be a little bit less than 1% on the rent. Sometimes you might get more. Um, so these are just those things that you, you've, you've got to have a reasonableness, I believe, about what it is because this is what we say in, in the airlines is it, for the computer inside the airplane, garbage in is garbage out. Mm. If you put the wrong thing in, you're going to get the wrong thing out. But if you put the right things in and you understand what the, some of the math is behind it. Okay, now you can now you can rationalize the output that you get. Earn. How would someone be able to determine what are other things that they need to know in order to project out when they could become financially free? In your opinion, right? Well, Mark is he's hitting like the meat. He he's on the main course. This is this is the activity. If it's long term rental, he's working with somebody on what is activity that's going to get you there. But but I think you have to back up a little bit and determine, well, what does life look like when I am financially free? Okay. And is there still going to be any active income? And at that point, you could call that whatever you want. You could call it passion income. Well, that's going to change some calculation. What's going on in your family right now? Are, are you raising kids? Is there a big need? And by the time you become financially free, is that going to free up some, some monthly requirement? In, ter in terms of <laughs> feeding them and getting them to their activities and things like that. Uh, are, are you dealing with any debts? Is, is the straightest path to financial freedom not long-term rentals, but first dealing with some of these debts potentially and then taking stock of, well, how much dry powder do you have? Do you have cash in a position to start moving towards some of these opportunities or do we need to set aside a time period to build that up? And, and so taking inventory, really is is the big idea there all right so joey you and i know that the the path is definitely hard work right the formula is easy but the work to accomplish it is hard it we had to invest a lot of time in us somebody say you guys took way too much time <laughs> right <laughs> this was a a, a much long, a much longer road than it needed to be but I, I think that I don't want people to miss out on this, right? Sometimes you, you look at our passive income report and you see the short-term rentals, you see the land flipping. I was going to say the e-commerce, but that really is non-existent, right? Come we, on, unicorns, 100unicorns.com. <laughs> you see the, the number of things that we have cash flowing and it's easy to say, okay, well, I'm just going to start one of those. But there's more work that has to happen before that. What would you say are some of those things that one has to do before they can start taking action? Well, I'm going to say two things, actually three things. Number one, like Why you said, four? investing in yourself is the number one thing. And I'm excited that we now have courses that people can do very deep dives personally into what the levers are. This is the second thing I want to say is the levers that you can pull and you can make changes, um, sometimes fairly quickly, sometimes they take a little bit longer, but once you know the formula, you've invested in yourself and now you've got this added education. And I'll just give you this example. 
when Russ and I started talking 11 years ago, 12 years ago now, on my own personal situation, if you asked me how much free cash flow I had to put into my infinite banking policies, I was, I was starting with a much smaller number, maybe $2,000 a month. But within six months of really understanding what was going on and where I was headed and what this vehicle was going to help me accomplish, I tripled that number. I started putting over $60,000 a year because I started to see cash flows differently. And that only happened when I started to understand and invest in myself that education process, which each of us has to go on. So my, those are two things, invest in yourself, partially that's education. And then the third thing is while you're investing in yourself, you learn what type of investor you are. And I cannot, I mean, how many times Russ, have we been on interviews lately that we are applying this knowledge and some, one of these investors tells us about how they pivoted from either one asset class to another or one investment strategy to another. And we ask them and what do they say? Well, I realized that I was really weak in this one area and I needed some, I needed something else to fill that gap. Well, that's because they understood what sort of investor they were and they made a change. And I, I just, you cannot make too much of that in my opinion. Well, all you, that's important. Well, yeah, I think what you said there is reinforcing what Ernie said is when you have clarity, you can go faster. Yes. Right. Well, a confused mind usually does nothing. And it's hard. I was sitting there this past weekend with um, my family. We were at uh, my brother-in-law rented this fabulous place on Lake Martin, um, a little small uh, lake between Auburn, Alabama, my favorite place in Birmingham. And we're, our families are there. And his son comes up to me, who's 20 years old, is in college and says, Uncle Russ, I've got $20,000. I just made it. Um, and I'm like, that's pretty cool. How'd you do that? And he starts telling me about this new strategy on, Snapchat of how you can be an influencer and all this stuff, like I, blowing my mind at how he had done something so simple, but so crazily awesome. And he's like, okay, what do I do with it? Right. And now I'm trying to explain to him the process because just like a lot of us, we fall trap into saying, well, what do I just take this 20,000 and invest in? Right. And I said, you know, I, I what's took, the vehicle? I took him through the path. I said, well, first we got to find out who you are as an investor. I had him take the investor DNA and we sat down and we spent some time analyzing who he was. And I said, you know, you're, it's going to take you a little bit. You got some research to do, man. You got to like figure out some of these different strategies that exist and, and see how you play into those things and how they play into you. And I said, you know, if we spent this whole $20,000, investing in education into one or two of these ideas, that would be awesome. If you spent every single dollar, not in the actual investment itself, but into the knowledge base, you would be so much further along. Cause what's the old, I don't, the, you know, the, the saying that if I was given an hour to cut down a tree, I'd spend the first 55 minutes sharpening my ax. And I think that's what we're talking about. Our, our financial IQ needs to be sharp and and that doesn't always satisfy the internal need to go fast right because sometimes we just want to be given the thing to do i know though we have a process there is a formula 
And this process does work. I've seen it work in our own lives. So as we start to wrap up here, there are some tools, though, that you are using that is helping someone project some of that. So, Mark, would you like to talk just a little bit about how you're able to sit down, how you were sitting down with that person the other day and, and sharing um, some of those visuals? And, and how does that help someone see the light? How does that help someone speed up? Yeah, I mean, you guys already mentioned the the investor DNA. Um, that was a phenomenal tool because it it actually was able to reinforce for for this specific case what this 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 gentleman was wanting to do. Like everything about his DNA lined up with it. Okay, low risk, perfect, fits right in. Steady stream, okay, it fits right in. You know, all those things that really actually I I, I was about I was. We, we almost had the same investor DNA. So I'm sitting there actually smiling as I'm reading his investor DNA and he's telling me what he likes to do. And I go, yep, 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 agree 100%. So, you know, knowing that DNA and being able to reinforce that with with with, with this specific client in this situation, you, you could just see like almost like a, a weight come off, right? Like, oh, okay, cool. That aligns, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I was on the right path. I was I was following what was working for me. So that was one hit that actually really, really helped for that specific moment. Ernie, any any experiences over the last couple of weeks where you were able to to share some of these tools and, and help someone see what the light would look like if they applied this into their own life? Yeah, I'll be honest. We're sitting here talking all these uh, process oriented stuff, but I like I like the meat. You know, give me the calculator. Let's see when we're getting to this point. And I had an opportunity with somebody who was in our process and, and shared with them that. They're not quite to the point where they've narrowed down, know exactly what their path is going to be. But at that time, they they said, we, we're looking in this sort of investment strategy. I was like, great. Based on their cash flows and, and what they're going to have available from their infinite banking system, I was able to put this into a calculator and show them in about eight years, they were going to have enough in enough cash flow created from that activity coming from uh, their their system of policies that would that cash flow would cover their monthly expenses in about the eighth year, and we sh- I, I sh- just shared this with them and, and walked them through it, and they thought that was amazing. It, it took all of this all of this process and kind of made a specific point, and it was really, I mean, I, I was I'm glad that I got to experience their reaction to seeing that date, which they, they, they want it. We want to know when we can become financially free. And I, and, and I know that eight years, I know that's going to change. I hope that it, it moves up closer, but just having that point of this is the goal and this is when we can get there. That, that was pretty cool. I think having the education of the tools that exist that could help you be able to change decisions midstream, right? Like in, in some of this stuff, this coursework and stuff we've built, Joey, it allows people to impact financial freedom. That's right. In real time, they can run scenarios, right? That would help them see if I make this decision, it makes this difference in my life. If I make this decision, it makes it this way. And I think really having a framework to make financial decisions is what most of us have not been equipped with. And the purpose of this roundtable is to bring light to some of this, but it it is very visionary, right? It's very conceptual. We're about to move into the inner circle where individuals are on the same path 
that we are, and they are they are actively actively doing this, and they're they're trying to impact decisions. I think inside the inner circle allows for you to get ideas from other people, right? Not just from us, because I think learning from each other is super important, but also the inner circle allows you to have those one-on-one calls with these coaches that is specifically for the practical, right? Because it's all in good when you're looking at it on someone else's example, but how does it apply to me? I'm trying to decide through one or two different scenarios and I need a third party to help me think through what what are, are those weaknesses you mentioned, Joey? Like doing that SWOT analysis for ourselves, finding out do I need a partner in this new activity that I want to pursue? Do I need to look for other opportunities to prevent me from having single point of failure in some of the activities I participate in? Yeah, no doubt. And, and I think what we've done through the passport challenge and the pathfinder is it's fully equipping you for that meeting. If you show up to a meeting with a coach and, and be honest, over the last, over the years, we haven't had these tools to be able to provide you this kind of clarity. This is a, this is brand new in this process to be able to give you this kind of specific clarity. And I'm expecting for people to just take off like rockets because they now have, they've taken the scorecard, right? The scorecard is that objective tool that you mentioned, Russ, that they can go in and say, okay, if I buy this car and add this payment to my scenario, am I getting closer to or farther from financial freedom? If I pay off this debt, Am I getting closer to or farther from financial? Like these are things that now they are equipped to make decisions. They they no longer have to rely on somebody else. Well, I'm tired of just talking in the conceptual. I want to <laughs> I want to I want to actually look at some application. Yes, and that's what we've got to do right now. So thank you for listening to us. But we've got to get to the group who's sitting here with us live. Share some calculators. Talk about these. We actually have a. Uh, one of our inner circle members who took this idea and created a fabulous, I think, calculator type system that we've been able to use in our own practice application as well. So thank you for listening as always. I hope you'll have an amazing day. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.